Trigger warning, you're about to listen to the American Christian Thinker. Trigger warning. Anybody who can't handle adult conversations, topics, this is your trigger warning that we are giving you right now. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. You are about to be triggered. Give me a joke. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm literally about to fucking kill myself and I'm not kidding. You better fucking fix this shit right now. I literally am going to die. I need an ambulance. Welcome to the American Christian Thinker. I am so sorry to my world. I am so sorry to my world. This is not what we want. Trigger warning, you're about to listen to the American Christian Thinker. Trigger warning. There's so much potential um, for beauty and for devastation. In this one moment, it's just almost incomprehensible that they can exist right now. So, so close. Welcome to the American Christian Thinker. Welcome to the American Christian Thinker Podcast, brought to you by The Theology Pit. As Christians, we're called to act and not just sit back. We confront the culture head-on, dealing with social justice warriors, atheists, anti-Christians, cults, and religions. All and any topics will be socially driven. What trends publicly will get attended to publicly. Now, here's your host, Samson Kovac. everyone um welcome back to act the american christian thinker so the question on today's mind is how did donald trump get elected i mean really it's i i don't see how it's possible how can this man be in the white house i mean what's going on what happened liberals are i mean you got snowflakes out there that are melting like crazy they are flipping out they're setting things on fire they're still having a hissy fit from something that occurred literally like three or four months ago I mean, this is just, this is craziness. All right. They are having the biggest temper tantrum and they're calling for, oh, we got to impeach him. We got to do this. He's the worst candidate. And then they do something called projecting. Okay. Here, here's the problem. Democrats, most of them are atheists. Okay. They're, they're practicing atheists if they're not, uh, you know, religious in, in some sense, but there is a type of religious atheism, but liberals, they worship the state. Okay, they worship uh, the government, and so they worship uh, they worship Barack Obama. He was their Messiah. He was the one who was going to come and completely transform America. That's the promises that he made to transform America, to to change it. Hope be changey. Remember that was his whole uh, his whole slogan. That was his whole thing that he did. Hope and change. Hope and change. And of course, he had to you know fight off the Clintons, and people were like, "Wow, I can't believe you really fought off the Clintons and stuff." But you know, how do we go from that to Donald Trump? Well, I got to tell you, honestly, after eight years of Barack Obama, I was so ready for a good conservative candidate to win the election and to be president and start enforcing the Constitution. Instead, I got Donald Trump. But here's the thing. I don't worship 
Donald Trump, like people worship Barack Obama. I mean, Barack Obama was second cousin to Jesus, to be honest. That's how people saw him. You said anything bad about Barack Obama. Well, you're just a racist. That's it. You're just a racist. You know, and it was like that for over eight years, because even when he was running, you're just a racist. You're just a racist. That's why you hate Barack Obama. That's why you don't want you know him to be president, that sort of thing. And you even had like former presidents coming out and saying that people don't support Barack Obama because they're a racist. I mean, isn't that right? Former President Jimmy Carter? Uh, an overwhelming portion of the intensely demonstrated animosity toward President uh, Barack Obama is based on the fact that he is a black man. And I think it's uh, bubbled up to the surface because of uh, a belief among many white people, not just in the South, but around the country, that African-Americans are not qualified to lead this great country. That's right. We think that African-Americans are not qualified to lead this great country, although, you know, it wasn't for, um, you know, Republicans actually freeing the slaves. Okay, and the first people in Congress, the first black people in Congress were Republicans in the late 1800s. But, you know, let's put that aside, you know, and the fact that Martin Luther King Jr. was a Republican. Let's put that aside. And the fact that, you know, we've had people. In the past, um, like uh, Herman Cain, um, you know, he was running for president. They had, they had to, of course, you know, hire uh, prostitutes to lie and say that he was, you know, sexually assaulting them to get rid of him. We put up Ben Carson. I mean, if you look at the last presidential election here, we, just with our primaries, the Democrat had four old elderly white people. And the Republican side was a mix of white black, Hispanic, male, female, you name it. Okay. That that's, but of course, you know, Democrats are diverse because, well, I guess they were, you know, different kinds of white people. Cause you had communists and socialists, you know, I mean, and then you had like, you know, your little, um, token people that are sort of like when you watch like, you know, WWF wrestling or whatever, how, you know, you have like the, the famous wrestler and he goes in to fight the nobody and it's like, gee, I wonder who's going to win this match. Well, it was the same thing, you know, uh, with the, the way that the Democrats ran everything, but that's how it was started out. If you don't vote for Barack Obama, it's because you're racist. That's it. You're racist. And we kept being told, you're racist, you're racist, you're racist. And it's like, no, how about this? We don't want a communist street agitator as our president. I mean, maybe maybe that's the issue. Maybe something, somebody who, you know, doesn't have a ridiculous notion about the Constitution, that it's a living, breathing document, as, you know, the Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, who was a, um, uh, a lawyer, a civil rights lawyer, who believes that the Constitution is not— um, you know, it doesn't say what it intends to say, that it has to be changed. And, of course, Obama trying to usurp that constantly, which he did. I mean, starting from the beginning of his um, uh, administration, he was just, I mean, you had Fast and Furious, the gun running operation. You had all kinds of, like, crazy stuff that he was doing. And let's not to mention, I mean, the first thing he did was a white people tax. He had to get that in there real quick, you know, to, to appease people. And if you don't remember that, that's the uh, tax that he put on tanning beds, you know, and, and tanning salon and tanning places because, you know, well... Hey, that's dangerous, and we, we're really concerned about that. And 
No, it's a white people tax. It's just a tax for white people. It's to get you, um, you know, used to being a demi, which is, you know, somebody who uh, has to pay in Islamic countries. That's a non-Muslim just so that they have, you know, the privilege of living there until, you know, the Muslims get sick of them and, and want to kill them. But he made other like ridiculous statements. OK, I mean, Obama would say crazy things while he was running. And and it's just like, really, we're really supposed to believe this. I mean, here's something that he said. Um, in uh, uh, June 4th, 2008, okay, after winning the Democratic primaries. Here is, I mean, Barack Obama, in his own words, healing the planet and, you know, putting, uh, receding the tide or whatever you'll hear. Then I am absolutely certain that generations from now, we will be able to look back and tell our children that this was the moment when we began to provide care for the sick. And good jobs to the jobless. This was the moment when the rise of the oceans began to slow and our planet began to heal. Um, what? How, how insane is that? Okay, this guy has such a messiah complex that we're just like, no, we don't want this crazy person, you know, in office. He's going to try to destroy this country and we're going to have to stop him. You know, if he does, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be terrible. And really, you know, I mean, it's like, okay, well, what? experience does he have all right well you know he is a member of the illinois senate for um what seven years okay before he decided to um to run for uh run for office for the um the uh senate in uh in washington and you know, I mean, and when you when you go back and you investigate those on, in his opponents and, and the stuff that happened, you get the Chicago way. They dig up dirt on people or make stuff up or get it in there or, you know, people that had their divorce records sealed, he would unseal them, get them unsealed and, and thrown into the public somehow. I mean, just all sorts of crazy stuff. Only president we've ever had that has an alias. OK, only president that we've ever had that um, we've never seen any uh, papers that he ever did in college. We never saw saw like anything from his transcripts we have no idea like what he knows people that went to occidental college with him they have they they don't remember seeing him the class that he said he graduated from nobody knows that i mean this guy even his birth certificate to this day is still suspect and by the way that was started by hillary clinton in the clinton campaign because they use the chicago way also um they are you know well they are more into arkansas but um that's what they did they said you know what he wasn't born here he wasn't born here. Let's see his birth certificate. Let's see his birth certificate. It was not Donald Trump that started that. It was Hillary Clinton and the Clinton administration and the Clinton campaign that actually started that. Donald Trump picked it up. Um you know, a little while later, but, um, you know, you get told that, Hey, you're a racist and everything. It's like, no, he's trying to do that. Every chance that he took, uh, that he had, let's, let's repeal guns. Let's you know, do this stuff. I mean, things would happen and they just couldn't wait to go stand in the blood of children and scream that we need uh, gun control and things like that. They would, actually target conservatives. I mean, you got all these snowflakes. You know why they're whining and crying and throwing such big fits and they're scared for their lives and they're terrified because they think that that's how an administration behaves, that it actually goes out and attacks the people that they disagree with. It actually goes out, hunts them down and tries to harm them like they do. They're projecting the way that they behave politically onto the rest of the world. And they're just saying, oh no, well now now we're the underdogs. Now, now what's going to happen? That's why there was such a backlash against 
against Obama and his crazy policies after he had the Senate and the House and the um, the, the White House for two years. He could he could have done whatever he wanted to, and they shoved Obamacare down our throats. There was not one Republican that voted for it, and that's what they pushed. That's what they decided. Hey, we're going to use our political power, and this is what we're going to do, and we're just going to shove it down people's throats. And people were like, you know what? Tea parties formed, and you know things like that, and they really worked hard to get um, the 2010 election to to swing the other direction. And I remember when I pointed that out one time that Obama had the House and the Senate and the executive branch, and he could have done whatever he wanted to in that time. And I was called a racist for that, for pointing out that that on online for pointing out that fact. That's when I became a racist. And it's like, all right, fine. It's, if that's what you think a racist is, I guess I'm a racist, you know, because of that. So then they start using their political power to actually attack conservatives because they saw what happened in 2010 and they were like, no, we can't have this happening. So we cannot allow them to get 501C4 or C5 organization to be a, you know, uh, to have that tax exempt status and everything. We, We must stop them because we can't let what happened in 2010 happen in 2012 and we need to stifle it. And they, so they used so the entire government was used in order to shut down the people. Okay, and that's not how a constitutional representative republic is to operate. Okay, that is just you know it, just insane. Uh, that is a banana republic is basically what that is. And if you don't believe me, I mean this is a little bit long here, but here is John Stewart from the Daily Show, you know, helping to explain exactly that that was happening. And this is a Daily show clip from uh, May 13th, 2003, okay, Um, or 2013, rather, all right, Uh, and this is with the IRS and the government actually um, attacking conservatives. O'Reilly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even make sense to argue with them because facts don't matter to that side. In their paranoid, fevered dreams, the State Department and the CIA changing talking points is irrefutable evidence Obama left people to die so that he could swing Ohio, despite there being no shred of evidence to validate their full-blown right-wing persecution victimization complex. The Internal Revenue Service admitted today that some of its employees targeted conservative political groups for extra scrutiny in violation of its own policy and despite its earlier denials. Mother See that John Stewart's flipping out because that's what they do. In 2010, just as the Tea Party movement was gaining steam, a group of IRS specialists were told to focus on organizations with, quote, political sounding names seeking tax exempt status. <laughs> political sounding names, that's not right wing. It could be Hippies for Change or Occupy Ralph Nader. I mean, it's not necessarily just right wing. Groups with names like We the People or Take Back the Country. Okay, that's right way. <laughs> Specialists were told to be on the lookout for Tea Party applications, along with groups whose mission was to educate about the Constitution. Oh, okay, all right. In their defense, there is a good reason why people using the IRS to crack down on political enemies would not want Americans educated about the Constitution. <laughs> 
precisely. If Americans know the Constitution, the tax then they're going to know what their rights are. And these are rights that are not given. They are rights that they possess, which is different. That's why we're not a democracy, with it, which is mob rule. These are rights that we already possess. ...status that all political groups get is kind of bull****. It's bull****. That should at least be granted fairly and equitably spread around evenly, if you will. So unlike much of the Benghazi inquiry, this seems like a genuine scandal. So explanation, please, let's say from the individual overseas tax-exempt organizations for the IRS. They used names like Tea Party or Patriots, and they selected cases simply because the application had those names in the title. That was wrong the IRS would like to apologize for that. That is the voice of Lois Lerner, the IRS director of exempt organizations. Oh, okay, thank you. I appreciate Wait a minute! <laughs> I didn't realize apologies were sufficient in IRS-related issues. <laughs> I... Hold on one minute. I, I bet... I bet, if I'm not mistaken, that right now... Wesley Snipes feels like a real ass <laughs> Wait, all I had to say was I'm sorry. <laughs> Instead of always bet on black, I should have just said I'm sorry. <laughs> and since we're talking about this, you know how on my taxes I put down that I have a farm? Um, actually, I had a salad. <laughs> so... Sorry. <laughs> but don't worry. It gets funnier. I said that about a quarter of the cases that were selected for full development had either Tea Party or Patriot in their name. Okay, sorry, thank you for the clarification, but that's that would be uh, a quarter of the 300 then. So we're talking 75 or so? Um, that's correct. Is that a quarter? That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> thank you, I'm not good at math. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Lady who works at the place that calculates people's taxes. All right, so as you can see, the IRS was out there targeting conservatives, shutting down free speech because liberals don't care about free speech. They say they care about free speech. They say that they're concerned about free speech, but they're not. They are concerned that they are free to shut you down. They actually think that shutting you up and screaming you down is protected free speech, their free speech, but you're not allowed to talk about it, okay? And, and that becomes the problem that these these liberals, they only care about their party and about the state being empowered. They want that democracy. They want that socialism. They ultimately want that communism. They want complete control of your life. And this is the type of stuff that proves it. And so they give as much power as they possibly can to the government. Okay. They try to just, you know, shut everybody up and shut the government and, and, and just shove the government down your throat. And they give it all this power, not realizing that, hey, there might come a day whenever the opposite party, the people that you don't like, are going to be sitting in that position where you gave all that power to, and now you're like, 
oh crap, we set all these precedents, we gave all this power here, and now they have it. Um, uh, uh, now all of a sudden they become Americans. Donald Trump gets elected and they become Americans. All of a sudden they care about the Constitution. All of a sudden they care about states' rights. All of a sudden they care about all of these different things. Okay, And, it, and you sit there and you're just like, where were you this whole time? Because you're un-American. That's why you're not American. I mean, you have liberals out there that are running out and they're buying guns. They're building bomb shelters. They are they're prepping. They're doing like all this crazy stuff. They're starting to you know care about the Tenth Amendment. Like I'm hearing all sorts of stuff on there. They are tinfoil hat people because they're all chicken littles. The sky is falling for them because of what they've done and what's going on. And ultimately, let's be honest. This Donald Trump being you know the president is their fault. Okay. The liberal media gave him so much press time. They gave him so much everything. Okay. And they encouraged him to run because they figured, ah, Hillary Clinton can beat him. I mean, geez, you put Hillary Clinton up against pretty much anybody else. And, you know, she would have gotten the floor mopped with her, especially like, you know, Ted Cruz or, uh, you know, Rand Paul or someone like that. And no, they couldn't have that. And please, uh, Gary Johnson, I mean, that guy's a joke. I know I probably, if there are any libertarians listening, let me explain to you that Gary Johnson is not a libertarian, okay? He may be under that libertarian name, but anybody who says that he agrees 80 percent of the time with a socialist that person is not a libertarian okay and so you have people at the liberals i mean they were just like no please run donald trump run even uh john oliver urged donald trump to run and he actually did another uh you know thing where he uh, kind of you know was just like apologizing for it. He, he acknowledged that hey donald trump actually might be my fault frankly hard to believe that there was a time when people thought a Trump candidacy would be funny. But there was such a time. Because as you may remember, three years ago, I guest hosted The Daily Show. And well, there is something you should see. Donald Trump, just last week, he confirmed to the National Review that he is again considering a run in 2016. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Look, look at me. Do it. Write you a campaign check now on behalf of this country which does not want you to be president but which badly wants you to run. Now, in my defense, I have no defense for that and was hoping to think of one before finishing this sentence, which oh, it's over. That's right, because they they thought that Donald Trump was just a total pushover. And so they then thrust him through the primaries and they gave him as much as they possibly could. OK, and Democrats are good with this sort of stuff. You know, they will do do do, th do things like, you know, I mean, when, when you think about when John McCain, when John McCain OK, in in what was it? February of 2008 is when, you know, um, they announced or 2007 is when. And they finally called it and said he has enough uh, votes. Therefore, he's going to be you know, running on the Republican ticket. And people were like, who is he? It wasn't until after, you know, California and other states that have, um, you know, an open primary voting system where you can vote for any party that you want. It doesn't matter about party affiliation. They had so many people go and vote for the weakest candidate that then he you know, ran against Obama and and lost miserably because, you know, he was not only was he so bad that, you know, he was just so terrible, but also that, you know, 
people were just like sick of Bush. And so it was it was time for the uh, the change to take place. But, you know, this is what happens. And so you have this person running and then, you know, you have this crazy chicken little mentality of, oh, my goodness, you know, and now now they're going to attack us. Now I'm afraid and I'm so scared. And it's not just the snowflakes. It's actually the people in the media that are terrified as well. Andy Anotko, who writes for the Chicago Sun-Times on an episode of Backbreak Week, Weekly, he, in a way, kind of let it slip about, you know, government getting in, involved in your life and having, you know, this type of power to look into your electronics and, and look at this sort of thing. And he lets it slip up that it's only because of the current political climate that he is scared. And, you know, if it was a different political climate, you know, before, oh, yeah, I'm fine with that. You know why? Because he is an uber liberal that, you know, lives up in the New England area and they weren't targeting him because he's not a conservative. So he's like, I don't care. I mean, and that's why, you know, Democrats are so much like Nazis because they're just like, look, I'm not a Jew. I don't care. Like, let's just get them out of here because they're, they're the ones that are the problems. We're in charge, get in the back of the bus. We're driving. And now all of a sudden it's like, Hey, you know, so, so are we, but just listen to what Andy has to say here. Yeah. And the, the, the other aspect is this is something that a lot of people in a lot of different uh, situations in America are confronting right now. There are things that you're okay with so long as you trust the current political climate. But then you realize that, oh, well, we've been handing – there, there are people who are in the field of immigration that have been handing information over saying, well, we're, we, our policy is to uh, try to find a way to give uh, a undocumented – uh, All right. Now he just goes on a rant about, you know, oh, uh, hey, uh, you know, uh, illegal aliens or undocumented people. Oh, we gave them all this power to look into that. Well, maybe we shouldn't have it. Uh, 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 you know, I mean, because he is I mean, it's it's a an empty mind in search of a thought. And he gave all of this power to the Obama administration because, hey, nothing's ever going to change about that. And oh, I just got an alert somewhere. I hope that came through my headphones and not through the <laughs> whatever. Um but it was just it was one of those things that, um, you know, it's like, hey, liberal. Yeah, no kidding. OK, as somebody who is a constitutionalist, I wouldn't consider myself a conservative. I'm a constitutionalist. I say, yeah, no, you shouldn't give government power. The whole point of the Constitution is to keep a stranglehold on the government. OK, and to keep it out of your lives. But you have people like this that they don't they don't think that far ahead, because, as we said, liberals are libtards and they have a hard time learning. So then. You know, uh, Donald Trump is the presidential Republican presidential nominee. And I honestly was waiting for eight years to just shove it in, you know, liberals faces, you know, and just say, ha, you know, here you go. You children can sit down and you can allow the um, the Democrats or the you Democrats can sit down. You liberals can sit down and allow the uh, adults to take over. But the problem is we got Donald Trump, okay? And Donald Trump does not behave like an adult. He behaves like a teenager, okay? 15-year-old teenager, all right? 14, 15-year-old. But that's a far cry from, you know, the thin-skinned Obama and the other liberal crybabies that behave like toddlers. So I'm sorry we can't say that they're in charge. But, hey, what happened after the election? I mean, you you hear it in the, uh, in the, in the trigger warning at the beginning of this show. And here's one of my favorite ones, because once the liberals' heart breaks and they get so scared that, that they are sitting in their own pee like Rachel Maddow is on election night saying things like this. You're awake, by the way. 
you're not having a terrible, terrible dream. Also, you're not dead and you haven't gone to hell. This is your life now. This is our election now. This is us. This is our country. It's real. Oh, poor baby. Wah, 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 wah. You know what? And I really don't care. I don't feel any sympathy for them because, you know what? Somebody said that Donald Trump is like the bad parent, the mean parent that has to come in and, you know, take away, you know, things from them, from these children and set it right. And absolutely that has to happen. I wish it could have been someone different. I wish it could have been someone that was more of a constitutionalist. But you know what? We get Donald Trump. And that is why Donald Trump is the president of the United States, because of you stupid libtards out there and you un-American jerks signing off for the act. (laughs) 